Father, every day it seems that we get closer and closer to your Son's glorious and triumphant return to this world. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, Father. And may you bless us with the light and truth of your word in this dark world today, knowing that it is quickly attempting to usher in its Antichrist Messiah. We also pray for Felicia, who has a brother whose marriage after 30 years has ended in a violent and destructive way, and it has greatly rent and disturbed his spirit. Lord, may your strength and peace be with him. If it be possible, may there be resolution to that 30-year marriage, and may you strengthen the marriages across the church in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, first of all, I'd like to start off by thanking our brother in Christ, Manavji, who has a coffee shop and he's working on roasting his own beans. So I got a 12-ounce package of the Medium Kenya, I believe it is called, from the Wright Farm Coffee Roasters. And I want to tell you that it was high-caliber Java. And it truly was a treat this morning to help wake me up for today's episode. So keep up the good work, my brother, not only for the kingdom, but for our taste buds. And I quote you a little bit later in this episode as well. Well, I came across a Twitter post from a John Androsic. And I guess there's a song that's floating around that's, that's called This Superman Ukrainian. I guess where it sings, I didn't listen to the song, but I heard that it sings of the Zelensky, the president, how this man would be the man that would be spoken of for a thousand years. And even in this Twitter post, it says new song, one, can one man save the world with the Ukrainian flag? Now do you understand why the Zionist false messiah is quickly approaching? And that is why I have entitled today's episode Antichrist Messiah number 75. And I want to start off by saying this concerning the Israel of God, the elect, those who have been redeemed by faith. It is this Israel of God that was united by the Holy Spirit after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So keep thinking it is the 1948 piece of land because that is exactly what the Antichrist want you and I to think. But yet here in America, our thinking has become so skewed and so evil now that all Satan and his Antichrist have to do is perform a few good tricks and they become American heroes. As a matter of fact, all he has to do is hold up a hotel Bible in front of a church. Speaking of holding up hotel Bibles, I was just sent a video with a speech from Vladimir Putin from Russia. It looks like it was spoken in around the 2016 time frame. Uh, this speech it can be found on YouTube. Barthanius sent it to me and he says, watch this, brother. With all things going on, Putin said this exactly. The world is so wicked that the satanic regime had made it seem as men could be women and women men and that worshiping Christ is as equal as worshiping Satan. Well, we know that's true. Some man within our government 
is being suggested to be proclaimed as the woman of the year, a man. Anyways, here's the speech uh, from Putin. He says, a further challenge for the national Russian identity is connected to the processes we observe outside of Russia. They include foreign policy, moral, and other aspects. We see that many Euro-Atlantic states have taken the way where they deny or reject their own roots, including their roots, their Christian roots, which form the basis of Western civilization. In these countries, the moral basis and any traditional identity are being denied. National, religious, cultural, and even gender identities are being denied or relativized. Their politics treats a family with many children as juridically equal to a homosexual partnership. Faith in God is equal to faith in Satan. The excesses and exaggerations of political correctness in these countries and deeds leads to serious consideration for the legitimization of parties that promote the propaganda of pedophilia. The people in many European states are actually ashamed of their religious affiliations and are indeed frightened to speak about them. Christian holidays and celebrations are abolished or neutrally renamed as if one were ashamed of those Christian holidays. With this method, one hides away the deep moral value of those celebrations. And these countries try to force this model onto other nations globally. I'm deeply convinced that this is a direct way to the degradation and primitivization of culture. This leads to deeper demographic and moral crisis in the West. What can be better evidence for the moral crisis of human society in the West than the loss of its reproductive function? And today, nearly all developed Western countries cannot survive reproductively, not even with the help of migrants. Without the moral values that are rooted in Christianity and other religions, without rules and moral values which have formed and have been developed over millennia, people will inevitably lose their human dignity and become brutes. And we think it is right and natural to defend and preserve these Christian moral values. One has to respect the right of every minority to self-determination, but at the same time there cannot and must not be any doubt about the rights of the majority. At the same time, as this process plays out at the national level in the West, we observe on an international level the attempts to create a unipolar, unified model of the world to relativize and remove institutions of international rights and national sovereignty. In such a unipolar, unified world, there is no place for sovereign states. Such a world needs merely vassals. From a historical perspective, such a unipolar world would mean the surrender of one's own identity and of a God-created diversity. Now, I do not know who wrote this speech that Putin gave in and around the 2016 time frame. But I will tell you this, it puts shame to our uniparty here in America. It puts shame to those that would dare proclaim a man to be the woman of the year. But nevertheless, even such speech, such great speech, I still trust none of them. Why? 
because I understand that Satan knows and quotes more scripture than most Christians put together. Angry Publius on Gab says, Satan looked upon our Father in heaven and served him initially. Satan knew the Lord's power and majesty, but still thought he could tempt Jesus. Jesus easily rejects the attempts with scripture. That's exactly right, my brother. He said it is written. He goes on, the word is powerful and will protect us. Always pray for wisdom and discernment. Always pray his will be done first and foremost in Jesus' name. There's power in the name of Jesus, he says. Use it often, he ends. John's R41 on Gab says, If one recalls, God has used evil kings before. Shalmanenzar, Xerxes, Artaxerxes, and Nebuchadnezzar come to mind to accomplish his will and purpose when the good kings refused him and denied him the glory and honor that he more than deserves. And I agree, my brother. And I say, woe to those good kings who are judged by evil kings that call out the good kings evil and hypocrisy. Some say that Putin is evil, and maybe so. But he's calling out America right now because of the evil and hypocrisy of this land. And I'm here to tell you that judgment is coming to America. Speaking of Russia, there are many beautiful church structures there. Never been there. And I miss the many aspects of the beautiful and aesthetic nature of church buildings as our church right now continues to meet in parks, houses, and online. But since this sanctuary now dwells in the temples of men, I have been in in some of the most beautiful constructed church buildings this world has ever seen, yet they only felt like death. We read today in Exodus 25, 8, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Whereas the wind of the Spirit shows up at the parks, such as the never negotiate with demons period clip that I just posted again on Gab on our church page. That message was preached at the park and the spirit of God showed up. But here in America, you'll see all kinds of churches, all kinds of great buildings, but yet they have no clue because you think that the first clue that would have came to mind is when the government started calling themselves the Jab Fathers. Verse 17, 18, John chapter 7 in our reading today, If any man will do his will, he shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Therefore, those who know the doctrine of Christ are not stupid, nor are they blind. And it's because of this true awakeness in Christ that division comes. Verse 43, so there was a division among the people because of him. This division remains today, and it will exist until he returns. Until then, much of this division will be because of lies and the truth that resists these lies, and sometimes lies which are packaged in truth. Senior Wiener on Gab says he is known as the great liar. You might want to try making your point with a different analogy. No, Senior Wiener, I'm not. 
changing my analogy. My analogy remains because great liars quote scripture out of context in their lies all the time. Satan in Luke chapter 14 quoted scripture to Jesus. He says, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands, they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. He tempted Jesus with the word of God. But of course, our God and our King is not so stupid and foolish to fall to such temptation. And he said, it is written in context, the word of God in truth and in spirit. And all I know is the voice of Christ cannot be denied. It may be ignored. It may be taken out of context, but it cannot be denied. Verse 46, the officers answered, never man spake like this man. And this is why I'm not falling to any of the Antichrist globalist lies. I do not care how they package it. I do not care if they state certain common sense biblical truth as Putin has. I do not care if they stand in front of a hotel with a raised Bible in their hands. What I do understand is this, America, hear and see the word of God. I don't care to see a Bible raised in front of a church. I want to see this country open the Bible. And if you open the Bible, one of the words you will see is repent. Verse 5 through 6, Job 42, I have heard of thee by hearing of the ear, but now my eye seeth thee. Wherefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust in ashes. We must open our eyes. We must open our ears to the very word of God and repent down to the very dust and ashes of our souls. And if you're shilling Russian Ukraine for call of duty news and thrills instead of giving people hope in Christ, you are part of the Antichrist problem. Because when their problem becomes a domestic American problem with your children's blood flowing in the streets, then you will want to call upon Christ. And I hope he will hear you then. All I know is that there is no greater man known in all of history that we are to listen to and to call upon. John 7, 31, and many of the people believed on him and said, When Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? And do not even try telling me that the desert pedophile prophet was greater. So you say, well, how do we hear this almighty voice of God? Well, we read in Romans 10, 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And this is an exercise of faith that is not compulsory at all. Faith, genuine faith. The gift of God is rooted in love, and love is one thing that a person cannot extract with force from another person. You cannot make anyone love you, and God has designed us and created us in the same manner. If we love God, it's because we choose to love God. Faith flows from the sincere heart of love, or it is not faith. Exodus 25.2 Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. Of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. No one made him. It must have been given willingly. 
Kokomo, our brother in Christ, who listens to this podcast, says this is a difficult lesson for many Christians as there have been decades, centuries of misinformation on this topic. Scripture verses have many applications, but only one true meaning. A careful study of the word will accurately describe, as pointed out here, who a Jew is and isn't today. One is either a regenerate man spiritually or is antichrist against Christ. That said, we are called by God at different points in our lives from a human perspective, so we must continue to pray for others to keep searching for God. If it's God's will that they become regenerated, rest assured they will be. We simply don't know when with pinpoint accuracy. I replied to our brother in Christ and said physical Jewish descendants were never forced to receive the gift of faith in Christ. And why is this? It's because it's rooted in love. You can't force somebody else's love. And it never will be forced upon these Jewish descendants, these physical Jewish descendants. There is no future mass regeneration of these people that is based on their physical ancestry. It has always been by faith. These same descendants have been saved throughout the Old Testament by faith, through the New Testament by faith, to today by faith, and tomorrow by faith. Kokomo replies with great clarification and understanding and says, Agreed. And it seems to be this idea of mass regeneration that trips people up. Physical Jews, properly defined, can always be saved on an individual basis as God calls whom he will. But this idea of a mass event for saving, what we refer to as a modern-day Israel, runs counter to Scripture. He continues, simply put, Christians are Abraham's seed as it is as it's the circumcised heart accomplished by our Lord which constitutes the believer at any moment in time. Fortunately, God is constantly at work in our lives. He concludes, The spiritual events happening on a global scale today are exciting, if not scary on a human level as well. Amen, brother. Couldn't said it better myself. And by the way, can someone please explain to me Judeo-Christian again? Because we read in John 7, 1, after these things, Jesus walked into Galilee and he would not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. So now do you understand why the Zionists are strangling our Christian people today? Why would they want to suppress biblical Christianity and the Messiah that it preaches? Well, because they want to bring in their Antichrist Messiah. And because I say these things, a person on Gab by the name of Rick says, unfollowed. Believer in the Most High replies to Rick and says, well, why unfollow him when he quotes scripture? If the words of Jesus Christ offend you, then Jesus offends you. The truth of the scriptures are not always easy and go against what many of us have been taught in the secular church. So he explains in reply to the believer in the Most High and says, he quotes, now do you know why the Zionists are strangling our Christian people today? He goes on, those not born again are going to be led by the Antichrist spirit into all manner of evil and sin. It is to be expected, but God saves sinners, even the bad ones. We don't know which ones or when, so our calling is to teach everyone as though they will be saved. Concluding certain groups are strangling Christianity and specifically those who are descendants of Abraham Isaac and Jacob is not for a Christian to do. 
Israel is still God's chosen people. It was restored by God in 1948 for a purpose. And of course, Satan is attacking everything about God's people worldwide. They will know we are his by our love. Love triumphs over all. We should lead with our love in Mass A. It should be visible on all aspects of us in our communications, thoughts, goals, dreams, and everything. Well, while I agree with a lot of what Rick said is, uh, my question is, he says it's not for a Christian to do. Well, all I have to say, Rick, is tell that to Jesus. And I'm not going to read all of John chapter 8 again, but look up John chapter 8, verse 39 and 49. And if you still think the same, tell him. Then Rick says, well, Jesus knows all things, including the inner state and thoughts of those people he rebuked. It's not for us to do because we do not know. We can only guess. We can be wrong. We must treat everyone, literally everyone, like they may be saved right in front of our eyes. I agree. Preach the truth to them, Rick. But sometimes the truth hurts, and that is what genuine love is. And I'll tell you this also. Darkness is darkness. Ephesians 5.11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. But then Rick decided to go ahead and tack my beard. He says, Reproving comes in many forms. For Christians operating in love, it should most often come in teaching, guiding, directing, not in judgment. You have much to learn, long beard, he says. Again, Rick, speaking the truth, even if it hurts, is love. What is not love is attacking someone's physical parents or addressing them disrespectfully by bodily features. Now, if this is what you consider what I have to learn, I pass. And then he closes, God's grace and ministry and teaching is knocking on your door today. He desires you to answer the call. You can turn away. That is your right. But many are called. Few are chosen. Those who are chosen answers answered his calls. Well, Rick, there is no argument here. Therefore, I will let you get the last words. And then what do we do, Christ friends? We move on. So in this example, with this exchange with Rick, we see the problem very clearly. The problem is the confusion on who Israel is. And we talk about this often in these episodes for these very, for the reasons for these various exchanges. But the Israel of God, again, was united by the Holy Spirit after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not this 1948 piece of land. Is this in the scheme of things as this people works to bring in their Antichrist Messiah? Of course. But to think that there's going to be some mass conversion against the will of the physical descendants of Abraham as if it was Constantine marching his armies under between two poles as buckets of water were dumped upon them in baptism. You're sadly mistaken. McKeith says, I believe this is a key reason Jesus said that it is vital to have faith as a child. We can be tuned in on a spiritual level better and be protected from those who know Scripture and would manipulate it for the evil. I have noticed that the main goal of the adversary is to steal or snuff out our spirit. They seek to rob us of joy. Just look at the mood of the internet. We focus on a laundry list of problems created by the politicians and spend less time on life as God intended. 
We are connected to the internet, yet disconnected. I think of these kinds of things daily. I'm glad that you are sharing these kinds of thoughts and questions. And thank you for your encouragement. And because some people get it, some people see through all of this darkness and propaganda. And I will tell you this, my door of peace and redemption is open to all of the brethren, even those who despise me ignorantly. And I do pray for you all. We see this type of attitude with Job in uh, chapter 42, verse 8 through 9. Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly and that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right like like my servant Job. So Elephaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuite and Zophar the Namathite went and did according as the Lord commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. This is the best that we can do is repent. Examine ourselves whether we be in the faith instead of crying out, Why are you judging me? John 7, 24, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. No, my friend, I do not judge you. The word of God judges us both, and this is righteous judgment. And the question is, do you want to be released from Satan? Do you want to be released from the envy, the bitterness, the hate, the sniping? Pray for your friends. Verse 10, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. And I'll tell you this, Christian snipers who commit fratricide among the brethren with false accusation, take notes. Take notes from Job. In verse 7, And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for you have not spoken of me the thing that is right as my servant Job hath. So I refuse to fear the Antichrist, I refuse to call myself a Judeo-Christian, which is submission to them. Verse 13, How about no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews? And here we are today with many cowards today who call themselves Judeo-Christians in fear. Thankfully, all are not cowards. Man of G, my same brother who sent me his coffee, he says in my daily readings yesterday, I was in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians is almost certainly Paul's earliest canonical letter, although some think Galatians might have come slightly earlier. Regardless, in verses 14 through 16, Paul is very specific about how lost the Jews were. Even in his earliest text, he says, The wrath of God has come upon them at last, which we know is another way of simply saying They have been separated from God. Paul, who was a Jew, would have been censored 1,000 times over on Facebook as the world's greatest anti-Semite by now. He and the Hebrew authors stated clearly, we Christian Gentiles are now Israel. We are the holy priesthood. We are the sanctuary. The term Judeo-Christian is a secular way of trying to avoid being called an anti-Semite. Satan's clever way of trying to confuse our true identity in Christ. This brother, too, has spoken so well. And I said, yes, my brother, 
Jesus himself would have been censored by the Antichrist Jew ran fake book. Jesus would have been branded as an anti-Semite and racist by the same. Steezy McFly of God's kingdom on Gab says Jews do not believe in Jesus and they do not follow the old covenant. They are not following God in either case. Well, Steezy, Jew is a subjective term because it has a spiritual objective definition pertaining to those who are from the Jerusalem above in Christ, the Christians. This is why I refuse to play their semantics. I am not playing their antichrist semantics. And I just call them what they are without Christ, and that is antichrist. I don't care if they, what they call themselves, Jew or not. But here's a classic modern example of the Judeo-Christians hating, as if I have not already spoken of one. When I call out the evil of Trump, any evil, I'm hated by the Judeo-Christians. They will attack a professing, preaching Christian before they will attack the Antichrist. And then we read John 7, 7, The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify it, that the works thereof are evil. Will Williams says, I stand right with you on that. Too many worship Trump in America. If you are a true believer, then it's not your home. We are pilgrims in a foreign land because those same people that get mad at you for saying something about Trump are quiet when it comes to Jesus. Where are the Jesus rallies, he says. He closes something to think about. Well said, my brother, and that's why I am a kingdom nationalist. Yet these same people who defend the Antichrist and this terminology called Judeo-Christians, they wear and they bow down to their demonic star. If there was any legitimate biblical symbol found, it would be found in our reading today, and that is the menorah. Exodus 25, 31-32, And thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold, a beaten work shall thou candlestick be made, his shaft, his branches, his balls, his knops, his flowers shall be of the same. His six branches shall come out of the sides of it. Three branches of the candlestick out of the one side and three branches of the candlestick on the other side. Because as for this star of David that is paraded around us and thrown in our face everywhere and those who do not bow down to it are called anti-Semitic. It's a demonic star and it has no biblical basis whatsoever. Even the rabbis admit that they do not understand its true origin origins. Or at least that's what they say. As we read in Exodus 25, there are just so many types found in the construction of the tabernacles, such as the menorah, that many books have been written on this subject. But what we need to understand for today's episode is that these types are the shadow of Christ who is the sole mediator between God and men. This same mediator that appeased the demands of the mercy seat that we read about today in verse 22. And there I will meet with thee and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. This is none other than the Son of God. The same Christ that is even his own flesh brothers had trouble believing in. And I'll tell you this, my friends, if the Lord's human brothers did not believe in him, do not be surprised, dear Christian, when your children do not believe in him either. Verse 5, John 7, For neither did his brethren 
believe in him. But thankfully, keep praying, keep believing, keep trusting for many, because many of the Lord's siblings did change for his glory and believed in him. And many of our children will do, Lord willing. Pray for our children every single day. I pray that they will not be deceived by the growing strong delusion as many are deceived by this upcoming Antichrist Messiah that's being projected upon this world through its Antichrist propaganda. We must pray. We must repent. And we must give all the glory to the King of Kings. Psalm 75. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks, for that thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillars of it, Selah. I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly. And to the wicked, lift not up the horn. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup. And the wine is red, it is full of mixture, and he poureth out of the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, shall wring them out and drink them. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. I pray that this episode of Gospeled was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.